Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Political Straight Talk. I'm the host, Political Superman, coming to you live from the foothills of Cherokee National Forest. The time, 10.01 p.m. on the East Coast, 7.01 p.m. on the Left Coast. And tonight, we're going to do things a little differently. We have a, a special guest with us tonight, and she's going to talk about Las Vegas and what the media is not telling you. But first, a few of the headlines. The traitor to the United States, Bo Bergendahl, according to the AP, plans to plead guilty to desertion and um, oh, the other charge that carries a life that could carry a life sentence. I'm glad that he has decided to plead guilty. The NRA has come out and publicly said that maybe there should be some regulation on bump stocks, which, by the way, are public but aren't very common. Uh, And they were approved under the anti-gun Obama. Uh, President Trump has been on top of the health care issue, basically releasing more organizations away from the mandate of anything that would go against their religious beliefs. Uh, California, well, we're not going to waste a lot of time on them. Just that Governor Moonbeam has decided that that state is a sanctuary state. I say we put a big fence up on the east border of California and let them go. Um, We have got uh, (laughs) Sheriff Joe. He was uh, cleared of any and all charges. They were all dismissed against him uh, by a judge, which makes sense. And leading into, and and I've kind of stayed away from this one, uh, we're going to talk about the Hollywood elite stuff next week in another program, uh, simply because I think, uh, yeah. All right, let's lead into Las Vegas. We've got the ex-wife of the shooter, Uh, refusing to talk to investigators, and she lawyered up today. Also, uh, the girlfriend, who has been questioned multiple times, has uh, basically said that this guy screamed at night. But there is a lot of stuff that they're not telling you, both some that's classified, some that's not. They're just not talking. And Gene has, uh, Gene and I go back to WGU, she was actually my intake person at WGU uh, many moons ago in a land far, far away. And uh, that's kind of how we struck up, and we have a uh, similar political interests. And um, so over the years, we've just kind of been political buddies. And so she posted something today on Ragtag that I took notice of before she took it down. And uh, I reached out and said, hey, come on here and talk to us about this. I was able to confirm some of what she posted, which is what led me to reaching out to her to say, hey, come talk to us. I will tell you that some of it is going to surprise you. But it's uh, it does fill in some of the gaps. So, Miss Jean, take it away. 
Okay. Can everybody hear me fine? Um, we we can hear you. Great. I I don't profess to be an expert. I do research uh, quite a lot. So um, some of this, uh, you know, if you have questions, that's just fine. Uh, when I started researching, I mean, it was it was obvious from the get go that this was an op. Uh, any anybody who's worked with the government after a while, you get used to seeing what an what uh, you know when they're they're doing one of their ops. So, um, but I started doing some research into Paddock. Uh, a couple of things that I found noteworthy: uh, one, his father was known to be part of the Chicago mafia, but uh, in 1980, about 1986 to 88, Paddock was employed. Uh, by the, what you know, we can call the cocaine import agency. Um, he was uh, hired to smuggle arms to the uh, jihadists in Afghanistan under Operation Cyclone, and uh, the flights went out of Pakistan and were. He was uh, actually not paid through the agency, but he was, which is common. If you've back, been back in D.C., you know they they usually pay him through another agency, but. Um, he was uh, paid through Allied Signal, which was a U.S. defense contractor that um, used to be owned by Lockheed Martin. It's now owned by Honeywell. And that that was on Fox News that Lockheed Martin has been reached out to. Um, but Paddock was also paid through the IRS and, and the United States Postal Service to maintain his cover. He's also known for having... Uh, taken arms down to the Mexican drug cartel on behalf of the agency as well. Um, there's a saying that I learned when I worked in D.C., once an operative, always an operative. And um, what I have been able to piece together is that while uh, living near Vegas, he was still working for the agency, brokering a deal with the uh, Russian mafia uh, on a computer spy program now, but uh, the Russian mafia. Um, there was an article in uh, the news.bbc.co.uk in 1998 called "How Russian Mafia Is Taking Over Israel's Underworld," and the the Russian mafia not only um, is big in Israel, but they flooded into Vegas, especially after Putin banned. Um, the uh, gambling in 2009. But one thing that I found of note uh, that I thought played into this was that this last June, June 2017, the FBI actually arrested uh, one of the most feared Russian mafia crime bosses, Shalaya, in, I hope I said the name right, um, in Vegas, and then it looks like they transferred him to um, New York to be incarcerated for security reasons. Um, but uh, if if you have any questions about the agency and their connection with uh, the Russian mafia, a lot some of this has come out in the last WikiLeaks Vault Seven. Um, then what I noticed. In some of uh, the information I was pulling up, it looked like there, the records indicated that um, after this Russian mafia boss was um, was arrested, there was a meeting of suspected 
agency gun runners in in the Vegas area uh, with Paddock, and it was after that time frame. I, it's it's only my assumption that they were going, hey, what do we do next? You know, I mean, they it was a serious blow, but it looks like it was right after that that Paddock uh, went to Dr. Winkler's for anxiety medicine and, and was given Valium. The amounts are on the internet, which that drug can cause psychotic episodes. But um, I I think his anxiety was because the plan was put together in that meeting that he was to head up this um, this killing this uh, attack, and um, I, I I would stress me out. <laughs> but anyway, if if I were in his shoes, so. What what there's been evidence of, and and let me just say, I when you study the satanic ritualist um, cult, there's certain times a year when they do um, sacrifices, and if you've noticed, there's a lot around 9/11. That's because they they're big into numerology, but the real zone of that sacrifice time is August 1st to September 29th, and um, but what what happened, it looks like um, Paddock rented hotel rooms three times. Uh, the first was in August when Lollapalooza uh, concert was in Chicago. And then around the September 11th to 12th time frame in Vegas, uh, he rented rooms at the Ogden that oversaw the Lord and Chance the Rapper concert. And then the last time was September 20th to 29th in the Mandalaya, um, which, you know, overlooking the, the country western. So what I also found, there is a board called 4chan, message board where people um, post anonymous posts. And there is one of the people that has been suspected for a long time as being one of the gun runners was Scott Edmiston. He posted under a pseudonym John, and he posted three warnings, and basically he was saying, hey, you know, y'all are my friends. Basically, I want to let you know that um, if you're near Vegas or Henderson, uh, you know, during this time frame, and this was the first time that Paddock had rented rooms in the Ogden, um, he's, uh, this Scott guy was actually saying, hey, there's going to be a shooting and, um, you know, stay away from large public areas, but also if you see three black vans uh, together on a street, get out of there. And, and you know, and then he said it's it's called, he gives the name of what it was called, and he, he refers to it as an agency op, um, but he also talks about the goal is to, you know, one of the main goals is to make people a, a feel afraid and unsafe in public areas so that, you know, that, that the gun um, control things will be more um, more wanted, I guess, by the public. So anyway, um, after I read those posts, then I noticed that um, the Mandalay Hotel receipts were, that were being showing up on the Internet showed that there was a dinner in Paddock's room on September 27th that showed two people um, eating together. I don't know who that was, um, but it it's pretty obvious that he couldn't have, have 
hurt 573 people by himself so and and, and killed the number that he did but then there there was a couple of other things I found interesting um the Israeli government posted something about there being a weapons breach so I looked into that and the US has a new air base in the Negev desert I guess that's how you call it and there was a C130 there that the Israelis knew was an agency plane and it was supposedly parked there for repairs uh before September 11th which would have been the time frame of the first possible attack but then it says uh, you know the plane eventually took off and um that same C130 landed at Nellis Air Force Base on October 29th um but right after that is when the Israeli government reported that there was a weapons breach in one of their weapons depots and uh, it, which coordinated to where the plane took off from so um anyway i looked up some more information on this scott edmiston guy and what's interesting is on october 1st he was pulled over in tennessee you know that i mean he covered a lot of distance if he went from vegas to there he was going 55 in a 30 mile per hour zone and the article talks about um that he was taken into custody for a suspended license and when the police uh did that they found several weapons with no serial numbers that had been modified and they had the identical bump stop stock equipment that was used in Vegas plus there were about 900 rounds of ammo of course they were saying well we don't think that there's any connection with Vegas but um anyway then i looked up who who owns and who is involved with the mandalay course um that uh person miran is a, a big um hillary supporter he he's very, he's very anti trump i looked up uh who owns the property called where they have the route 91 harvest uh, concert it's owned by live nation entertainment which is john malone and a guy named Greg Mathai or Mathai who are I looked up their the wiki stories on them and and they're very um you know very conservative uh, republican gave money to Trump's um you know election campaign and that type of thing so anyway that that in a nutshell is uh what I have found out I I mean if if someone were to ask me what I think were the motives for all of this i think the trump administration has cut off a lot of agency funding in the drugs and sex trafficking arena um i think that um the arrest of the russian mafia boss was a huge hit i also think that um the casino business mgm stands to lose a lot of money with the casinos in china if the the current administration does you know some of the things that it looks like they might try to do but it also what's interesting to note is um if any of you have followed what's happened to the Bundy family uh they've kept these guys in prison for a long time without due cause and um and they're just delaying the trials one after another but the jury selection for Bundy I believe starts this next week so to get the gun narrative out there i think is 
is kind of an important thing too. So that, that's all I have to, to say. I'll turn it back to you. All right. If anybody has if anybody has questions, press uh, star six on your phone. It will unmute you, and you can ask your question. And if absolutely nobody has questions, I will be surprised. <laughs> I think everybody's processing everything. Yeah, it's a lot to process. It is. And to add to that, there are three women that were in the crowd that were hollering death to America and telling people that there was going to be murders and there was going to be a lot of killing, one of which is in the custody of, I would assume, the CIA because they were taken to a black site. So I don't know, you know, how that plays into the narrative, but it was, uh, yeah, it's rough. All right, I'm going to unmute everybody since nobody seems to have anything to say. There we go. All right, does anybody have any questions? Uh, I tried to pop chime in, but my phones weren't cooperating. Sorry, I've got more than one, and it was giving me feedback. Anyway, um, not so much, well, I do have a question because there was a whole lot of information that came out in a very short period of time, uh, impossible to take notes, et cetera. So my question is, um, is what we're trying to suggest here is that our government is in on all this, this business? I, I think the evidence supports that, but if you um, if you follow, we, we've, we've got a rogue agency. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, they fund themselves. Uh, one of my friends who has been in that agency um, told me that their their budget, it costs them $3 trillion a year just to keep themselves going. And um, so a lot of that is funded on on drug running and uh, sex trafficking and, and gun sales. Um, but, I, you know, I hope that doesn't shock you too much. But I, but that no, is, no, 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 no. Actually, what it does is it, it doesn't shock me at all. What it does is it confirms what I've been trying to say, and I feel like I need to get up on the top of the roof here where I live and shout from the rooftops that something is going to have to be done. Okay, to be told that people are running guns and running sex traffic and so on and so forth to meet a budget is completely and totally off the charts nuts. It is. Well, it's it, it's not just to meet the budget. They actually, and a lot of law enforcement agencies or enforcement agencies do this. They have off the books retirement plans. They have. Uh, if, for example, let's say that someone in the agency gets killed, well, they've got a slush fund that will provide for that family on top of whatever the government benefit may be. So that's part of it. They've got, and she is right, there's a lot of rogue 
in the CIA and a lot of drugs. As a matter of fact, I just found out today uh, from a source that basically says that anytime the Coast Guard gets drugs, they will destroy half of them and then half of them is fed back into the streets using government sanctioned areas. So it, this is a lot bigger and there's a lot more stuff to cover, but for Las Vegas specifically, three things we can take away from it. Yes, I do think it was, and I said this earlier this week, I do think this is more extensively planned, but where I differ from the from even the logic presented here tonight is that this is a group. This isn't just one person. And we're going to see more of these. We're going to see more of these. Well, there's evidence that there were okay. a lot of shots. This is where I draw the line. We, as a society, are tolerating this crap from people that are supposed to be trusted in government positions. Now, if our federal government has gone to Washington and broken the financial... My ears, my ears. Sorry, if they've broken the financial backs of the people in this country, come out and be willing, be man enough to stand up and say so. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about the horrible, horrific things that are being done in this country, and people are just turning a blind eye to it. People are just accepting it as, well, that's just the way it is. No baloney. That's I, not the way our founding fathers wanted it to be. And if, if if there aren't people that are man and woman enough to stand up to this stuff, then you know what? We get what we deserve. We get what we deserve. Period. They they use uh, they compromise most of I, I they compromise most of our people in Congress. They get them in in compromising positions, or they stage a compromising position and say, "No one will believe you." If you don't do what we tell you, we will put this all out. And they do control the media. Well, I already knew they control the media. That, you know, is pretty much not, I mean, that that's, I think, pretty obvious to anybody. I have a media background, and I got the heck right. out of there after having my own agency for quite a while because of the way that the, the industry operates, okay, and because of, quite frankly, a death threat. You know, when people get those kind of things handed to them, they tend to, a lot of times they tend to do something else, go into hiding. Don't, they don't want to be out in the public eye a lot. Okay. So, but I ran for 20 years being scared of it. And I finally stopped myself and said, enough of this, enough. Somebody is going to have to have guts enough to stand up to this crap. And do something about it. Something that's going to be beneficial. Now, supposedly Trump's doing this, but if Trump's doing that, then he's, you know, then then I'm sorry. He wasn't there when they did the last news conference for Vegas. When the FBI stood up next to the lawman and told everybody, you don't want the facts until we can report them accurately. Well, I don't trust that they're reporting anything accurately. I'm not, I don't trust that they're reporting the truth to any of the American people. It's not There's just a the left, Joe. 
What? It's not just the left. Republicans are, bl- are to blame, too. I yeah, said the are. government. I didn't, I didn't say just the left. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that this is all just the left. I think there's just as many people, particularly young people, that are afraid on the left. And you know, therein lies why you have a lot of what you have rising up in this right. country. Because enough is enough. You know, I mean, but but what happened, and, and there is just absolutely, you know what, let me tell you why I believed from get, the get-go that this was something that our government was pulling that was a political stunt. I'll tell you why I believed this from when it happened. was It's because of the fact that when they first allowed terrorism on our soil, and our government sat back and didn't do a daggone thing about it. That's not the same government that we had when I was a child growing up. We didn't tolerate that stuff on our soil, in our country. And now we're tolerating it once a month, twice a month. And if it's for for the sole purpose of trying to get our guns, they are in for a rude awakening in Washington. A rude awakening. Because I'll tell you what, if i got to take up arms with other people to try to fight this nonsense, then so be it. And I'm a grandmother of two. And not in the best of health. But I'll go and do it if that's what it takes. And I think other people need to stand up and say enough is enough. I, I, don't, I don't even want to hear a news conference anymore because I don't believe a daggone word that comes out of any of their mouths. That's pretty bad. That's pretty right, Thank you. I'm sorry, but, you know, it, it, if people don't feel emotional over what happened, my God. <laughs> Anybody else have any questions? Yeah, I do. Go ahead, Barbara. Just quick, and I'll let somebody else go. Um, what about ISIS? who now has tripled down and said that they are responsible for all of this. Is that just a, you know, a false narrative? Or, you know, is he involved that well, far he, into it? The ISIS and, and is funded by the CIA. If, if you check deep into that and you look at the narrative that, uh, that's been given to President Trump, and Tillerson by our Russian, the Russian counterparts, they keep saying, we, we know you are running it, and if you don't get out, we are going to take out ISIS completely. And they've actually, you haven't heard it in the mainstream news, but that some of our operatives have already been killed in, in some of the hits by the Russians. But uh, how can they tell people that we're doing it? You know, they don't want to. Wow. Wow. Second you, you, go ahead. Go ahead. So we're responsible for ISIS. We we are a big part of that. Yes, we did a lot of the training of those leaders, and we provided we provided the guns. And we do have we do have people boots on the ground actually assisting them. Wow. Uh, and you think the girlfriend, I think the girlfriend knows more than she's saying. Yeah, but you know what? She's being threatened 
a lot of these people would talk that there's a lot of threatening of families and lives and this is the common thing that they do. So why was he, why did he send her away? I don't know if he did or if she went away, but uh, it was, it was getting deep. I wouldn't have wanted to be there if I were her. Yeah, really, that's true, that's true. Well, but from every indication, he had plans to leave there and not be caught. Yeah, he did. Right. And if he had penetrated those fuel tanks, I know he did, right? he did penetrate the tool, the, those fuel tanks. They just did not explode. Um, right. He did penetrate the fuel tanks. One of the Damn things that I'm that I am questioning is the uh, security guard that supposedly 22 shots were uh, shot through those doors and he only got hit in the ankle. Not really a bad wound. How many times have we seen people shoot themselves when they were there to keep from arousing suspicion? Hmm. Because process. Two, two people, two people ate dinner that night in that room. Well, but the, the receipt that I had was actually uh, the twenty seventh, which would have been a couple of days before. But it was obvious he was. It, it was a planned event, and there were a lot of people involved in the planning of it. Well, there were nine nine volleys being reported, and I checked with multiple sources, including my own father, who was a Marine shooter, or as he would say, shootist. And I will tell you that he told me as soon as as soon as he heard nine volleys, he called bull, and I won't use his exact words, but he called bull on the single shooter theory. And then that led into about a 45-minute discussion of why (laughs) there was not a single shooter, which I didn't need a 45-minute discussion. But the point being is that everything indicates, based on what we're hearing, the fact that the government classified, uh, a bunch of things got classified very quickly. Like I've never seen it done so fast. What was classified? A bunch of stuff has been classified. And we're talking we're talking uh they have they've classified down to location of and all it says is individuals and then it has individual A, individual B, individual C, and yeah, because there was a, 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 a videotape that somebody said they saw people shooting from the fourth floor. Yeah, I saw that on the on the videotape. But I know that. Hang on a minute. I witnessed the video too, and you know, if our government is in on this. And if there's all this business that uh, Jean was discussing about Vegas and all the goings on there for, you know, I'm assuming years now, and there was local security at this concert. Now, I saw a video, 
and and I can tell you where we can find it. Um, I, there was a couple different places where it was on online on Facebook, as a matter of fact, and also, um, but I could not find it on YouTube, no matter what search I did. And it was a it was a video that showed them on the ground, showed them early on on the ground, and there was a police officer that was security. Now, I know they were all drawing their weapons, but this guy, it shows him in the left-hand corner of the video, and he's crouching down, he's got his gun out, he's pointing it directly at the people that are there, and I, as God is my witness, I I think the man shot the camera. The camera, whoever was was videotaping it, took took their phone away or whatever just at that moment. And then you see him walk back around in front of the camera. There were some other people. This woman's going, "What the f? What the f?" And she grabs this guy in a cowboy hat, and they take off. And this police officer comes back around in front of the camera. You can see him holding his gun up to like his chest, and he's walking around looking at the crowd like I wonder if anybody just saw that saw me I mean he had a look of guilt on his face and I it, it affected me so badly I showed it to my daughter because it, my question now with the information in light of what you have described tonight what would make us think that some of those people couldn't have been in on this and actually been on the ground Firing shots because there were more than one. There's more than one person that's come out that was in that crowd that said that they heard shots that was coming from the shooter up in the Mandela Bay, Mandela Bay or whatever it's called hotel, but that there were ones coming from the ground as well. Down down on the concert where the concert was happening. Well, if if the mafia and the agency are involved in trying to set the narrative, the goal is to terrorize people to the point that they think that we're better off to give up our guns and let them take care of us. It would make sense to have a lot of people involved. A lot of police officers that I have, I've read their stories, um, they'll say that they get a call and, and they're told to stand down on a lot of these false flag events and things. Okay, so so what are why are why is it is it that we are dealing with people in a government in our own government system that is being permitted to do all of this stuff? Why is they've been, why they've is been being, for the last eight years or more? Jill? I told you all this last year. I knew this stuff was going on back in the JFK days, okay? I, I know. I know. I mean, you you got to understand. <laughs> I've been around the block a little bit, and so I know. I just, I don't know all the details. I haven't been, work, I haven't worked for the government, you know, where you guys have that information. But I have it from the media side. <laughs> Well, the media is not telling you. I'm, I'm no, no. Tell. There were a lot of people in the media back in the time when I was doing it. The got my, got into it the way I got into it. That were good, honest people that were trying to get to the truth of what was going on and why. Well, listen. There's <laughs> yes, this stuff goes on. The founding fathers knew this stuff would go on. 
they, you know. They gave us a they, remedy for it, too. They did, which is what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, however, the situation goes beyond the government. Okay? And not all levels of the government are bad. Now, the CIA. Sounds, like, dirty sounds like the Masons. <laughs> the, really? Yeah, we had just you and I had that discussion just not that long ago, didn't we? About the different well, levels and and some are good and some are bad. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm a Mason. I know you are. And second of all, uh, yes, there are bad people in the government, just like there are bad people in the Masons. There are bad people in the Baptist Church. Okay, there's bad people in the Mormon Church. There's bad people in the Catholic Church. There's bad everywhere you go. You're not going to weed that out. Okay, but you... How far does the dirty go is question number one. And number two, does it go all the way up to the oval? Now, it it, it has been my belief and my interaction in times past that a lot of times the president and even your cabinet level people are clueless. Because if you deal any with intelligence agencies, which is where Trump's running into, you run into a wall. Mm-hmm. And you've heard me mention the shadow government or the, uh, oh, deep what's the word? The deep, deep state. state. And that's where a lot of your, that's where a lot of the intelligence agencies are. And Gene is right. They did not expect Trump to win. Okay. Yep. But, okay. That's that's neither here nor there. Okay. If the people of the United States, why would Jill. they not expect Jill. Trump to win? Okay, Jill. now wait a minute. Let's just backtrack Jill. for a second. Jill. Jill. Oh, okay. No, Trump was not expected to win. Even Trump didn't expect to win. Okay. There, this is Trump winning through a monkey wrench into a lot of things, okay, including the deep state. Because if people want to realize it or not, the Clintons are tied to a lot of that. Oh, I know they, they are. <laughs> the deep state, the deep uh, state themselves was started on the left during the Reagan administration. Okay, so listen, it was a shock to them. When on election night, America voted the way it did. Well, I don't understand why, because our history has shown that we don't put a president in the Oval Office or the same political party for 12 years. It just doesn't happen. Go back and look over history. Actually, it did happen with Reagan and Bush, and it happened many times before then. So that's, that's just not a true statement. Now, generally, the country does tend to go in moods, okay, and Hillary Hillary got beat for several reasons, but she basically beat herself, because from a political point of view, and, and I've said this, had she had different people running her campaign and had she kept her mouth shut, she could have won. Oh, and, and okay. you mean, and maybe didn't, uh, like, try to steal the election? Well, she, Gone. How did she? But you know, they proved you, that they, she did the Bernie Sanders in their own party. Should show people what not to vote matter. for. 
And and we've had this discussion, and we're not going to. Is that what you want running your government? It doesn't matter. Let me explain this again so that people understand. Political parties can pick whoever the hell they want to be at the top of their ticket. Oh, I get that. I get that. It's in the bylaws. It's it's in the bylaws. It's in the bylaws of both parties. Okay. And as much as this isn't going to sound very democratic, the fact that people vote, that's a courtesy. The parties don't have to vote. The only people that have to vote for uh, the respective nominees are the national committee men and women that are chosen, ironically, by the voters. So that's, that's, you know, we have to look at it. If you're going to look at it that way, she was it unethical? Yes, you could call it unethical. Was it illegal? No. And the but courts you, have you affirmed. Take that, the DNC back to the voters. Not when you the when court, all we ever heard about throughout the whole entire primary season was super delegates that Hillary Clinton had. And and I'll just go ahead and point out one other thing that everybody seems to be forgetting. Bernie Sanders is not now, nor has he ever been a card-carrying member of the Democratic Party, and Bernie Sanders only caucuses with the Democrats on Capitol Hill. He's not part of the caucus. He just sits in. So either way you go, that argument is moot all the way around. So in other words, then why didn't he run as an independent? Because an independent cannot win a presidential election because the bar is set so high for an independent candidate that he wouldn't have been able to meet the he wouldn't have been able to meet the threshold that would require him to do 51 well technically 57 but there are some states that don't even allow writing candidates for president so he would have been in a pickle it doesn't matter it's a it's a moot point and not anything worth discussing because here's what would have happened. Let's say by some miracle, let's say by some miracle, he managed to win the nomination by the voters. Hillary Clinton and the DNC would have been in court so fast. Well, they wouldn't even have to go to court. All they would have done is called a meeting of the DNC, and Hillary Clinton could have said, okay, he won this, but he's not a bona fide Democrat, and I want to challenge his bona fides. Okay, and I looked this up when all this was going on, and the Democrats have the same scenario that the Republicans have. If somebody chooses, now, when you challenge the bona fides, the catch-22 is you have to challenge it state by state. So if I were Hillary, I would challenge New York, California, Texas, and that's about all I need to challenge. Because they would go and look, and uh, they would see, oh, hey, he's not voted in the Democratic primaries. Because if you notice, he never votes in the Democratic primary. He can't where he lives. So then he's not a bona fide Democrat. So then they would strip him of those delegates. So... Either way you go, he was not going to be the Democratic nominee, and they knew this. The same on the Republican ticket had, let's say, Trump. Trump would have had to pass a bona fides test, too, had somebody challenged his bona fides. 
That's probably could, what should have happened. <laughs> could he have passed a bona fides test? Nobody oh, no. knows. Okay, nobody well, knows. Two of his three kids were not were registered Democrats. If that tells you anything. But that bona fide test does not determine. That bona fide doesn't determine. Now, how does that play back in this election? The one positive thing that Trump had above any of the other people on the stage, okay, and the this when I say stage Republican primary, and coming into the general election is he's the wild card. He's not predictable. You don't know where he stands. And if you put something over his head, i got to hand it to him, he'll go crashing right through it. Look what they tried to do, grabbing the, the midsection of the woman, doing this, doing that. So they didn't want him in the White House. And when he won, look at what the intelligence agencies did. They walled him off. Yeah. Okay? So, and October of last year is exactly when this Pollard or Pocker, whatever, whatever his name is, started buying all the weapons. He that had is correct. Them, but that's when he stepped up, really buying one a month. Well, I think that I think we're going to find sooner or later. I think probably why they classified a lot of this is I think that he was trying to assassinate the president. I think that was the ultimate goal. Now, there's no proof of that. How, how did he hope to escape? Excuse me. When um, odds are, listen, this was so well planned, and Gene's right about this, okay? There was so much planning that went into this. I, well, I you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like with with everybody else. I think he was planning to leave. Okay, I think he was planning to leave, and he got double-crossed. I, I think he become a loose cannon, and they cannoned his head for him. Huh. Well, he could have been tripped up by that security guard because they're saying now, or if you can believe him, excuse me, that the security guard, was up there attending another incident on the same floor. Or the floor was low on. I, I don't buy it. I don't. I, uh, I don't buy it either. <laughs> I don't buy true. it. I think they're just. I think they're just throwing, trying to throw us off. Well, did with you see the real? video with the taxi driver? There was a female uh, taxi driver that that. Uh, was in the Mandolin Bay as it was happening. Yeah, well, the interesting... she picked up victims. She picked up victims and took them to the hospital. Right, right. But it, she was there when she first pulled up, you know, and she was first hearing the shots and everything. She was one of them where when she, she was driving by, you could see that the shots, she could see. She, she exclaimed, oh, shit, when she went by right that spot, right at the fourth floor. Where when yeah. it start when the gu- the gun started shooting, and I mean it was obvious that it was a lower floor than where the thirty second floor that they reported. So I believe there was somebody else in the hotel. Now they keep saying that there's no other way to get windows open other than the. There was multiple. There was multiple shooters. Okay, there were multiple shooters, and I am not. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Nine volleys. No, right. there's just no, yeah. it is 
zero possibility that it was a single shooter. So that narrative needs to be thrown out the window because and, and that narrative realize, doesn't exist. Well, on that video from the from the cab driver, you can hear the the level of closeness and farness. That's right. I I'm also going to tell you I wouldn't put a ton of stock in videos either. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gene, tell them why they shouldn't put a lot of stock in those videos. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I mean, I've watched a lot of the videos to try to figure this whole thing out, but I, 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 you know, sometimes it's it's hard to tell what's really going on, or sometimes <laughs> the videos are fake. That's but exactly right. They they will pre-make and, videos. And then too, those the one you were talking about, Jill. You know, there have been cases of people dressing up to impersonate police officers. So we have to look I, at that I, angle too. No, I mean, I heard those kids. I, I, I saw those people that were, there was one, one of the girls that was in the car was shown, and she, in fact, she said something to whoever was, you know, handling the camera not to do that. But um, it just, uh, they seemed far too up, uptight and, and far too upset. You know, she the poor thing's driving the car, and she's trying to get away from the scene as fast as she can, you know, and they're saying, go, go, and she can't. I mean, there's a car sitting right in front of her. Uh, the hysterics that were coming from these people that were there, that dealt with that, all, all, everything that had happened, just, uh, I find that hard to believe that it was staged because you can hear the shots. You can hear it as it unfolded. The whole thing, I mean, the video lasted, I don't know, what, 14, 15 minutes, something like that. It was it was yeah. a lengthy video, and it, and, and it started where she didn't have anybody in her car. She some, was by herself in the taxi. Some years ago, and I won't say exactly when, but there was a video that got played of a shooting that took place right outside of Washington, D.C. There was only one small problem. The shooting hadn't taken place yet. The shooting did happen two days after the video of the shooting. Played out almost exactly like the video had it. that our government has such a um, low opinion of life? I mean, really? That they can I, just... think the, I think the people that have power have a low opinion of life. I think that there are some... Listen, they're, they're, I'm not going to talk about some things. Sorry, it ain't happening. But I can tell you this. When I know for a fact that a young lady was killed because she saw something she shouldn't have seen in an agency that she shouldn't have been in the building, she was visiting a guy there, and she turns up dead 24 hours later, all because of what she saw in that building. Yeah, I do believe there are people like that. I think that some of the CIA is going rogue. You know, I think the most, of the CIA, most of the CIA is rogue. And, and that's yeah. actually what Gene was, was telling us, that most of the yeah. CIA is rogue. 
Are there any other questions related to the topic that we've been talking about tonight? Well, I have to admit, I, I do have one more question for you, Fabian. Do you have any information or know anything much about how this bump fire thing works? Yes. Bump stocks. You talking about the bump stocks? Yeah, yeah. Is that basically something that takes uh, just a regular semi-automatic and makes it a full functioning automatic rifle? Yes, but it's 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 kind of misleading because it's not. It's not a stock like they're making, you know, a normal stock. Right, right. It's basically, it's a string and a pin. Okay. And well, no, there's stock. There's stocks actually for some of the guns, and it's for not some of them. fully. It's not fully automatic. The ones he was using are, and it was a. I haven't seen this. The I saw one stock laying on the on the table with some of the evidence they had, but that one is not a bump stock. But they said that of the guns he used, all of them had been converted to be fully automatic. Here's what nobody's talking about, okay? To take a semi-automatic weapon, for example, the AR-15 that he used, okay? To take a semi-automatic weapon and turn it fully auto simply requires you to change a pin out to stop the burst. And it holds down the firing mechanism so that the, the three-shot burst, it won't reset. And then next thing you know, you got it. But here's another problem with this, and, and I think Tammy and I mentioned this earlier in the week, and that is most of those weapons were not designed to be fully automatic weapons. And to have allegedly fired all those rounds, those barrels would have melted. Okay? Not only Just that, they had to have belt-fed belt ammo. That's it. And there was no belt, the clips that holds the ammo together, they found no ammo boxes. Again, would require something to carry that ammo in. It just it would not be there simply. Two, there were ten suitcases full of ammo. I understand that, yes. but there wasn't ammo boxes. You can't. You're not going to be able to sit down your damn suitcase and run your ammo. You just can't do it because it can't be thrown in there. It has to be lined out, and they didn't find any of that. None of that have they found. Yes, they so can. you tell me. The whole single shooter, and I don't know why they haven't changed the narrative because even the dumbest of the dumb isn't going to be so stupid as to buy that there was only one shooter. Lombardo did, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, you know, try to say the other day that he did not believe that he acted alone. So. But well, like he, I, yeah, and if you notice, it was the CIA guy who came up behind him and said, uh, "We're not gonna, we're gonna talk about facts. We're not gonna talk about speculation." He corrected. Yeah. No, the reason I asked Fabian the question about about the bump stock was because um, there are people that have a lot of experience with guns that are coming out saying that the likelihood of him being able to successfully hit 500, over 500 people uh, injured and or killed, that many people, based on what they were saying that he, he did in the length of time that he did. That, in other words, most of them feel like in order to fire 500 aim shoots and swap out the magazines would have taken him about 15 to 20 minutes as opposed to nine that they're reporting on the news. Yeah. 
That's why well, there are so many gun enthusiasts, people, and even guys ex-military that believe that this was not just the lone gunman. Well, anybody well, with no half a brain knows it. With those, there's no accuracy with those. That's right. right. Yeah. That's another thing. That the likelihood is that he would have missed. He probably would have missed. If you spray into a crowd of 22,000 people, you're going to hit something. Yeah, and I'm sure those guns were preloaded. Those are already preloaded. They could have been preloaded. There's still not enough rounds in those weapons without it being chain-fed or belt-fed to have done that damage. Not possible. And to be as accurate. I mean, you say it's gonna it's automatically gonna hit well, I guarantee you a lot you of those bullets that were fired Listen, there were Do you all know what a volley is? Does anybody here know what a volley is? Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to be accurate with a volley, okay? He really didn't. You're spraying you're laying down a volley, you're gonna hit people, okay? You're gonna do it. The issue is with the number of weapons he had and the time frame in which he did the shooting, he was not the only shooter. Okay. Just well, that just, I agree on. Uh, because the the gun enthusiasts that I've been able to communicate with have basically inferred that, that when you use a gun stock, that a lot of times when you're running off that many um, shots at one time, um, that it, it, tend, it has a tendency to lift the gun up. It does. So whether you're volleying or not, <laughs> they said that the the level of accuracy is not good. So but the chance of them hitting over 500 in that length of time is not possible. Is what they're but saying. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. There, there's nothing. There is nothing in the narrative. There is nothing that says to me, okay, or anybody that is a gun expert, because I don't claim to be, that there is zero possible way that all this was done. Secondly, the gun stocks. Well, let's talk about the gun stocks. The NRA had to say something about this mess, okay? They had to. There was no staying away from this. So what do you do? They don't give a damn about the gun stocks. They didn't care when Obama approved them. There was really no comments about them. They don't really care. It's not going to affect, again, a piece of string and a pen can turn any semi-automatic weapon into a fully automatic weapon if you know what you're doing. Now, you get caught, you got problems. But they don't care. So what do they do? They come out and say, well, you know, here's the gun stock narrative, and we think they should be regulated. Why? Because they're not necessary to the functioning of what you want to do with the weapon, automatic or semi-automatic. So they use that as a catalyst. Well, There's I don't really know if anybody else deal. happened to see this or not, but Michael Moore's all over Facebook calling for a repeal of the Second Amendment. Well, and you know what? Michael Moore, let them all come out and yell about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment's not going anywhere, and everybody knows it's not going anywhere. And the truth of the matter is, what happened to gun, what happened to gun sales and gun stocks the day after that shooting? They went off, went off the charts. Probably. They went through the roof. Okay? The day after that, the economic news comes out. What happens? The stocks are through the roof. The gun sales are still through the roof. 
many, many gun shop owners in the United States are reporting that they're out of weapons because people are making a mad rush. Because what do people think when these things happen? They're not out there saying, hey, I want the Second Amendment repealed. They're out there saying, how do I protect my family that I obey the law from madmen like this? And then they go out and buy guns. So, no, they don't, the American people don't want their guns taken away. They want to be able to buy more guns. You're going to see classes filling up everywhere. Teenagers, parents are going to be taking their teenagers, teaching them how to shoot. You're going to see uh, people getting their handgun carry permits in states where they have to do that. You're going to see people open carrying more in states where they can open carry. It is going to be, this is going to backfire. And the Democrats know it, which is why most of them haven't come out and run their mouth. Only a few that know they're safe no matter what they say. So I want to thank everybody for coming on the program. Gene, thanks for coming on this evening and giving us a insight into this. And, and I know that you'll be back on as follow-up as this uh, plays out more. I want to thank everybody for their continued support of Political Straight Talk. We'd like to thank our sponsors. We've got two and a half. One of them's leaving us in December, boo. Uh, but first, we'd like to thank the Wall Street Journal, where you get the right news at the right time. Upper right-hand corner, type in Political Straight Talk. You get a discount. I make money. That's called capitalism. Yay. For the other sponsor, Chick-fil-A, they did not invent the chicken, just that yummy, yummy, buttery goodness chicken sandwich. And you should go get a number one, large-sized with a cherry Coke. And no end pieces in the waffle fries. They will do that, and they are so yummy without those end pieces. And Secret Sleepers, where we pay you to sleep so it's uh, that's coming along, and that's going to be really interesting when we fully get that going. Otherwise, remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier for without them, we would not be able to do what we do. Thank the family members of those same said soldiers for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And this is the political Superman saying have a good night, everybody. <laughs>